clothes for anything. B for baby blue. C is classy, clams and clogs. D for doggy doo. That's two. E is easy. F for flange. G for gallon. H for ham. I for idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. Jerry. K is kooky. L for lads. L for ladies. Lads, lads, lads. M for mummy. N for knock knock. Who's there? P P P P P. Q R S T U for ugly. V for Venus. W for W. X is hard to comprehend. Why can't I just reach the end? Z for zebra. Zinc and zany. Baglioni. Zip zucchini. Zoom and zoom and zipple into the alphabet is really clear. We're all a little bit tired today. Yeah. So just bear with us. We do take our sweet time, don't we? Just to settle in. Yes. Although that was partly me because I was doing poo for about 10 minutes. (laughs) Did you take your top off? Yeah. My jumper. Not your t shirt. Not my t shirt today. Why did you do that? I always, especially if there's a hook. On the back of the door, which there are loose here. Which means that's why do you think there are hooks on the back of doors? Put your coat bag on. on. Hmm. Or your bag. No, it's because more people are taking off their trousers and tops than you think. <laughs> I hang my pants on there. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> get them around my ankles. But I, I just always get a little like hot and flustered when I'm on the loo. You're not the first person I've heard say that. I'm pretty sure my brother and sister both Your sister definitely does. Said that they, they like to strip off to do a poo. Yeah. Trousers can stay on. What? I suppose they're around your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would hope they come off. Sometimes if I'm sort of in a, a bit of a flustered state, I like to throw the trousers all the way down to the ankle. rather What, than, like, thump? Well, not really so dramatically, I suppose, but, um, you know, most of the time you kind of take them down to about your knees. Oh, I go Mine ankle. always go to my ankles. Oh, really? Yeah. I think so. I guess maybe that's the traditional way. (laughs) This is going to be a good one. Can I just say, or may I just ask, you beauties. Yeah. And by that I mean our listeners, not you two. Oh, (laughs) Oh, what? I was so ready for a question. I'd already answered. Well, perhaps this will apply to you as well. We are so grateful for every single listen that we get. And what would mean the world to us is if everyone could give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen on. So if it's Spotify, ping us the five stars. And if it's Apple Podcasts, do the very same thing there. Even leave a written review. A nice one. A nice one. A nice yeah. one. Because it's... <laughs> we were all scarred by that one we got right yeah, at the beginning. That one woman that, who said we were a whole load of... In, uh, inane chat. Inane chat, which, which is how we market ourselves. Literally, what did she think she was getting? I'm pretty sure that was in our blurb. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. So she just took our own quote and used it against us. Yeah. The only thing she added <laughs> was self-satisfied. Self, self-indulgent. Self-indulgent, Which fair enough. Which we can't argue with. No, yeah, that is fair enough. I do like to indulge the self. <laughs> but we all wish her well. <laughs> anyway, as I said, if you could give us five stars, it would be great. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And without further ado... Let S commence. <laughs> I got no notes. You have no notes. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> How amazing! Well, that's five lines and, and four scribbled out. Because <laughs> that's, that's when I was researching sleep, and then ah. I thought I was going to do sleep, and then I decided to do sleep walking. Is Lovely. that because you've learned? You've tried to learn stuff off by heart. Nope. it's not just that I'm disorganised this week which I am and I'm also nursing a hangover I do find it actually easier to speak without Mm. um, reading off something 
Actually, I do need those. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, sleepwalking. First of all, have either of you ever done it? No. Okay. (laughs) I have. (laughs) Well, that's me wrapped up. All right, on to jelly. I have. But (laughs) imagine if I had just said no as well. I mean, I've only ever done it once. Or maybe it was a few times around that time. But the one time I remember was the first time we started, we had like a... Um, we looking start, up. started what? <laughs> we started we had our first like intensive set of rehearsals intensive set of sex <laughs> and and I remember I went to bed in my bed actually yeah it did it happened twice <laughs> no way I went to bed in my bed and I Whoa. woke up she's crazy curled up by the front door <gasps> ooh uh, in the curled middle of the night up. yeah and I had like a dog like a dog and I had no recollection of how I got there and then it happened again and I woke up in the chair in the living room. So in the same night? No, two nights in that week and I've never sleepwalked before and never slept walked eh? <laughs> <laughs> since. And then I remember Googling it and apparently if you're, maybe this is a fact that you're about to say. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. If you're exposed to loud music for an extended oh. period of time, it can really fuck with your brain, oh, basically. In, in, oh, in, and, make, and make you do stuff like sleepwalk and dream funny and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to know why that is. It didn't come up. Um, Interesting. So the common ones that come up as causes of sleepwalk. Some some people it's hereditary. Um, and I, <gasps> Tony even, in the corner even that word <laughs> coming up freaked me out so much. Just the flashbacks to hereditary, the film, horrible. But yeah, so for some people, sleepwalking apparently it, it's you uh, hereditary. And then, but other causes can be like. Anything that ch- a change in your pattern. So mm. Theo sleepwalks occasionally, which I will come to. But he, which I will come to. Um, <laughs> but he has only done it when he's been in a place that he doesn't know, or he's been drinking a lot of alcohol. Mm. And those are two of the things. So unfamiliar settings, alcohol. It could be medication you're taking or drugs. And what was the other one? Sleep deprivation. We, we, our dear friend Soph. Oh yeah, is a, she's a big real, one. A tycoon. <laughs> oh, a well, please, because that's what we're here for. So just tell me, the, tell me the stories. She's done some mad things. Just really, some of them are really funny. But again, similar thing. If she's in a new place, and she is a touring musician, so uh, <laughs> yes, lots of fresh, fresh hotel rooms. Yeah, waking up in people's beds, with, my, with mine them. included, Enrique's included. I was uh, sort of half awake. Because it was like kind of early morning time, and she was fast asleep, and she just got into my bed. Did, what did you think when that happened? I just thought, oh, so sleepwalking. Okay. I'll just be like still and let her still sleep, and probably get up in half an hour. Yeah. So, right, let's get into the techie stuff. The stage of sleep that it occurs in is NREM, which is so non-REM. So, as Marika told us in episode D, dreams, mm-hmm. dreaming happens during rapid eye movement, and that's the deepest stage of sleep. But the stage prior to that is called non-REM and that is when sleepwalking happens. It's in the final phase of non-REM and it's the deepest phase of that. But it's not as deep sleep as dreaming. Right. And what happens is your prefrontal cortex, which is at the front of your brain and is responsible for your conscious decision making. So the decision to go for a walk occurs as a result of what happens in your frontal precortex. That is inactive when you're sleepwalking, but the other part of your brain, which I think the motor something cortex, 
is functioning. So it means you can carry out a range of things which don't actually require your decision making part oh, wow. of your brain. Okay. And it, you know, turns out a lot of stuff that we do doesn't require that much thinking. So when you actually go for the walk, your body's doing the walking and it doesn't really need that decisive part of it. Mm. And so sleepwalking is a term that can cover activity from something as simple as walking to as complex as driving a car which is obviously a little bit risky but some people cook when they sleepwalk that's dangerous which is yeah very dangerous but that's why i i think what's strange about it and what is probably i've i've seen someone sleepwalk once but it was in the dark so i didn't see their facial expression but i think what's a bit weird about it is you get this glassed over appearance in your eyes and it's because you can see. That's why people who sleepwalk aren't just walking into things. They're they're seeing wow. clearly, but they're just so not they are there. Just like zombies. Yeah. They are like zombies. So apparently when you wake up from deep sleep, there's a moment when you're kind of groggy and you either in that moment will then wake up properly or you'll just fall back to sleep. And this one person described sleepwalking as essentially if you drew out that moment and prolonged it, that's the state that you're in while you carry out whatever you choose to carry out Mm. make a cup of tea take the dog for a walk you're quite vulnerable yeah and the thing about i'm sure you've heard it's really dangerous to wake someone up who's sleepwalking so it's not nothing terrible will happen because i feel like i remember people saying someone could just die yeah like you can give them a heart attack or something it's not it's not true I definitely remember hearing that as well I think it's the reason that's been bandied around so much is because it obviously can be very alarming Mm. to be woken up depending on where you are and what you're doing so the advice if you encounter someone sleepwalking is just to guide them kind of gently back to bed and talk to them calmly rather than try to wake them up because that's just going to freak them out a bit yeah yeah, I haven't encountered many sleepwalkers in my time. No. I don't like the idea of being out of control of my functions. Yeah, mm. my mum, when she was a kid, she was asleep and walked downstairs and her parents were having a dinner party and they all watched her rootling around in the cupboards and getting a saucepan out and then pissing in it. <gasps> and she was fast asleep. Oh, oh my no. God. She was only like... Six or something, yeah, you know, but, but like, be like that is, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> just as she takes down her trash, I think yeah. it was kind of like they were all just watching, like, oh, what's she doing, like getting stuff out, and yeah. then it was kind of like it suddenly became then clear. She was, and once someone's pissing, yeah, you haven't got, a you don't want to, to wake pissing. them up at that point. You don't, but um, you're not going to stop them. But apparently, it's a lot more common in children because they think it's because those parts of your brain are still developing. Yeah, so that figuring out the kind of difference between waking and sleeping states is a bit more confusing for your brain. Yeah. So you I'd, start to do stuff. I'd be worried about like falling down the stairs. Like, that must well, happen. Well, oh, good Lord. I I heard a very bad version of that. People have walked off cliffs and oh, um, God. one man jumped off the third floor balcony of a hotel. And died. No, he didn't die, amazingly. Oh, um, terrifying. But there's another... So, so people who are sleepwalking by virtue of the fact that that's not happening during REM, aren't acting out dreams that they're having. Though there is another condition, it's a sleep disorder, I've forgotten what it's called, but where you do act out the dreams that you're having. And so one example, I heard <gasps> this man who who has very, very violent 
dreams after if he's watched a kind of action film that night he'll think he's a in a hostage situation shouting all kinds of stuff um oh God. but this one example so some of you listeners may also listen to armchair anonymous with i do dax <laughs> shepherd some of you listeners and podcasters um and they did a sleepwalkers episode and this one man this is I guess as bad as it gets. He was at college and stayed over at um, one of his friend's apartments one night. And I wonder if he has this condition rather than actual sleepwalking. So he, in his dream, what was happening was that they were under siege. (laughs) They're under siege in this apartment and someone had just thrown a hand grenade through the front door and he was like I didn't know how much time I had but all I knew was I couldn't go out of the front door and he's also sharing this room with two other people who were in bed and he's like I gotta get out and he just ran at the window oh fuck and jumped through (gasps) oh my god like smashed through the glass and describes how you know in movies they make it look quite simple to jump through a window but in reality it breaks into thousands of pieces oh all of which God. ripped his skin <gasps> and luckily i think it was just a first floor down into an alleyway that was out the back of this building and at this point still hadn't woken up and sprinted still down, hadn't woken up, still hadn't woken up the fuck? started sprinting down the alleyway and then got about 50 feet and at that point turned round and was starting to wake up and looked at this building and was like, oh, that's my friend's house. And then was like, oh, that's my friend's house. Oh, my God. Um, And he had obviously terrible wounds all over him. So that's so unfair. That would make you so scared Mm, to go to sleep. Yeah, it really would. Well, he said it, it made him nervous to stay anywhere on a higher floor. But people do tend to grow out of it, so it's more common amongst children. But there are still adults who do it. And one of those adults is my husband, Theo. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) There was a time, I had no idea this was happening, but we were in Paris on a lovely holiday with some friends and um, went to bed, probably had drunk quite a lot. And then the next day, at some point, our friend Katie was like, Theo, do you remember last night? Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. He was like, no, what happened? He was like, oh, you um, you came into our room. And he was like, oh, God, I'm really sorry. Fuck. Really, really sorry about that. And she was like, yeah, you just said you were looking for big T. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, oh, God, I do sometimes sleepwalk. And she had this slight flush to her skin. She'll be listening. And I was like, <laughs> Katie, were you were you having sex when this happened? Oh no! <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> so was she checking that he couldn't remember? I think so. She was kind in. of tentatively stepping around the topic. <laughs> also, do you think he was talking about himself? Yeah, he as was. Big T. Yeah, because oh, I think my his God. brother calls him T. That is so funny. So he said, "Have you? What was he saying?" I'm he looking, said, "I'm looking, looking for, for Big, big T." <laughs> He was trying to find himself. Yeah. Oh, Very baby. meaningful. <laughs> found something else. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just one more that I want to mention, which I absolutely love. A friend of a friend, I'm not going to name any names. He 
sleepwalks or sleepwalked and on a one night stand did a shit no. in the girl's wardrobe. No. Oh my God. And then just left the next morning. Hang on a minute. So he woke up. I think... In the morning. Uh, no, yeah. I think he woke up... Doing the shit. Doing slash having just done the shit. So at that point... Oh, he should have just You clear the shit up. I'm sorry. To be fair, I don't know enough of the details and this person is no longer within my reach. So I can't <laughs> verify. But I really hope that if I did something... I mean, I do get... I get the feeling of just being like so embarrassed that you just have to leave. And if you know you're never going to see that person again. Yeah. But I think I'd always rather try and pick up the poo. Or even just be like, <laughs> look, we don't know each other well, but I've just done a shit in your wardrobe. And I was asleep. <laughs> but, hang on a I'm second. I'm trying my best to clear it That's up. That's a great chat up line. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know each other well, but I've just done a shit in your wardrobe. Um... I don't know if it's worth it. I think you, you've got to evaluate how good the date was. No, no, but, okay, no, but, no, no. But all I was going to say is I feel like a woman's dating pool with other women is smaller. So the likelihood is some she's going to know someone who knows someone who knows well, someone who that, knows me. So I, I want to come out of the situation in the most respectful. To, if you do a shit in someone's wardrobe, you should clear it up. up. Oh, agreed. And, and I think that's a valuable point about the lesbian community. That we're you know, all just that shitting you, in each other's no, wardrobe. <laughs> you, you, perhaps, you perhaps have more reason to believe it might Come circle back. back. I yeah. would also say that that aside, just even about it being spread. Yeah, common, in, not the poo, but... Common decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was common picturing decent. it because smeared all over the dresses. And yeah, why should they have to clear <laughs> up No, but my poo. point is also that if this has happened in the middle of the night, right, and you're obviously not being told off for it at this point so the person is still asleep yeah very easy to clean up a poo from a wardrobe while someone's still asleep I mean I slightly just depends on the poo but it yeah does. <laughs> it does yeah but you could you could quietly be going back and forth with tissue yeah, yeah. you know like if, if you've got to that point and the person hasn't woken up you can clear up that poo without them knowing I'm just amazed that that person <laughs> as I mentioned last episode my brother once deposited a live shit in my bedroom <laughs> Alive. Um the smell of a poo in a bedroom <laughs> oh, surely would wake you up. I I it's I more just, than a fart. Oh actually that has happened with Sonny the dog. Ooh. Where I think I have been awoken by the smell of poo. Because it's so thick. It's got a texture that's it's smell. like it's yeah, it's like your body senses a change in the atmosphere. <laughs> I just think like just clear it up. Yeah. If someone shit in my wardrobe or in my room and they were sleepwalking. I'd call the police. I would be so appalled that they ha- that they had just left. I wouldn't be appalled that they'd shit in my room. To be clear, yeah. If someone on top was completely I'd be like, forgivable, that's so fine. Exactly. Don't worry. Would you like yeah. a hand? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> let me get the poo. Let me get the bleach. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I just. <laughs> we don't know each other well. I've done a shit in your wardrobe. <laughs> let me get the bleach. <laughs> Let's get t-shirts made. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many ways in which that's a bad situation, sure, but but you can make it into a slightly less bad situation. I think I could forgive people almost anything they did in their sleep. My last thing I want to say, it's um, it might not be worthy, but I just enjoyed this one particularly. Obviously, one I found on Reddit. So, when I was in seventh grade, uh, I lived in the mountains of Virginia near Charlottesville. 
It was really humid, so we used a dehumidifier in the night and it would make a constant humming noise. That's actually completely useless information to this story, but they put it in still. So setting the scene. Yeah. Setting the scene, like, I suppose. And, yeah. Narrative and art. Thus proving it's true. Yeah, please continue with the humming. <laughs> so, um, my sister slept in the room next to where the dehumidifier stood. One night she woke up and heard someone talking outside her door. She came out and saw me sitting next to the dehumidifier with my eyes closed, talking to it about prohibition. She told me the next morning that she listened to me talk to the dehumidifier for at least five minutes before I stood up, patted the dehumidifier and walked back to bed. <laughs> that's very sweet. That's so sweet. I just love that they patted the dehumidifier. Yeah, like that's nice. A trusty old friend talking about the prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. All right, on to my small section. Small. Yeah. And it's about sharks. Ooh. <laughs> Can I yes. say, I think you're going to tell us a fact that I think I know. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hit Vinny, me. You go first. No, what's, what's your fact? <laughs> Is it true? About them swimming? No. Oh? About how old they are. <laughs> sharks can't swim, by the way. Um, what do you mean, which aspect? But if I say a figure... Do as in, like, when you say, well, like, as in, when did sharks first hit the planet? <laughs> or what's itself? the oldest shark that they found in Greenland? Because oh, okay. I will be covering both of these. Okay, I don't know either of those things. I Wait, so what guy. are you talking about? Just to how someone told me recently that they were a certain amount of years old. Do you, wait, but what in do what you way? Mean? Do you mean, like, I guess, how yeah, maybe long since they've... they hit the planet? Oh, yeah. It's like, yes. Well, you, you start have and I'll keep my lips sealed. <laughs> you are absolutely out of control. <laughs> Let's start again. Marika's going to be discussing This sharks. is exactly what you did the other time. Yeah. And then, we, and then you did, let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> also, 450 okay. million years. Oh, I see. I have a different figure. What's yours? 750. That seems a bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Definitely not from my research today because it was the okay. Devonian period. They've lived through five, well, not, they evolved through five like apocalyptic events like asteroids hitting and wow. um, planet cooling planet heating that killed off like sort of 75% of other species wow now just amazing to, isn't to, it to, to contextualise 450 million uh, years when were the dinosaurs here motherfucker I don't know oh, but <laughs> you love dinosaurs no, they, like, they were in tangent at some point they're uh, older than dinosaurs aren't they yeah like eat much like eels our yeah. good friends oh, the eels they're older so but but then they I'm taking the dog. <laughs> um, I'm taking the dog. And this week we have was really Jennifer good. Coolidge <laughs> with us in the studio to help me talk about sharks. Sharks. <laughs> but what I'm going to start with is just a little bit about like the shark sharks, how they enter this world in terms of like as in getting jiggy. Yeah. Going through it because it's actually it was very interesting. And also, this is going to be very general. It says there's more than 500 species of shark. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. So I'm not... And that includes a lot of, like, rays and things. They're all actually the shark journals. That checks out, doesn't it? Yeah. If you think about their faces. Totally. So, basically, in order to fertilise eggs, they have... They're very similar to mammals, where they actually have to come together and... <laughs> <laughs> chance of a fine thing um, fine thing indeed <laughs> clever sharks that's quite rare you'd think of like fish like a lot of that sort of stuff happens where eggs are sort of deposited and then get spermed on whereas this is actually um, <laughs> perfect yeah. breakfast oh uh, fucking hell uh, read the room Gina 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, so the, a male shark has an extension on its pelvic fin, which is one at the, at the back, it's just before the tail fin, and it's called a clasper. Oh. Um, and this is what ejaculates, basically, when inserted into the female's cloaca. <gasps> His clasper went right into my cloaca. There you go. Hang on, said the shark. Cloaca, her friend. Cloaca's a famous person. Sounds also like an instrument. Sounds like a shark's fanny. Are we talking C L O A C A? You bloody bet we are. Ruddy heck. I'm going to start calling my vagina my cloaca. It also might be pronounced like cloaca. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, she has. Oh, is that producer, producer Will. Will Cloaca? Are you really into shark fanny? <laughs> Will likes shark fanny. Chickens have them. <laughs> so we've just been informed that chickens have a cloaca as well as a shark. And this is what we how would weird <laughs> yeah, that's kind very of curious. a vagina, sort of. I guess. Anyway, back to this. Yeah. Um, cloaca. <laughs> cloaca. Have you met my daughter, Cloaca? Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cloaca Hackman. Yeah. Oh. It's got a ring to it. It does. Okay, so mating, mating, which has never been viewed in the, in the wild, by the way. So they're very private sharks. As, as one, private. one should be. True. There's a lot of biting, thrashing and rolling around. Mm. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd hope. <laughs> and... So much so that female sharks have actually evolved to have extra thick skin in the areas where the males grip with their teeth whilst they're mating. Because wow. otherwise, how would you manage that? You've got to hold on with your teeth, I imagine, in the sea. What about your um, arm fins? Yeah, but they just fins? slap right off. Yeah, slap right off what? Her bod. Her cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I imagine it's quite hard work. Yeah, oh, and there's a lot of there's water resistance and as there's well. Current. And there's currents. Raisins too. <laughs> maybe they go somewhere very special then. Oh, maybe they go. To That's why we slightly, don't see them. Yeah, like yeah. a little grotto. <laughs> <laughs> a grotto of sorts. So once they've got fertilised, there's three different ways that the eggs are hatched. So one of them is, you know, there's everyone ever, ever found a, a mermaid's purse? Do you know what that is? No. Is that a mermaid's vagina? <laughs> yeah, her it's a cloaca. Um, no, it's it's a shark egg, but oh. you see them on um, beaches sometimes. They're, oh no, they're like a little dark sort of rectangle that has like almost like it, the corners have been stretched like chewing gum, but they're sort of dark brown. I've never, I've never seen never one. Heard of it? Get where, down which to the country beach. have you seen them in? <laughs> Everywhere, really? Well, because we have we have sharks. Oh yeah, do we get basking sharks? We get basking yeah. sharks, also dogfish sharks. I think that's purse. probably the main one that's leaving mermaids' purses around the beach. That's such a naughty term, isn't it? The mermaid's, mermaid's purse. purse. Yeah, mm, naughty. Um, <laughs> So they just lay them and they sort of shove them into rocks or they bury them in the sand, which is why they end up on the beaches sometimes. And they have a yolk. And so the little baby shark inside just eats like a like a chick. <gasps> Cloaca. There's more oh. hen, hen references. Oh, yeah. But they just, until they, when they finished all the yolk, they're usually big enough to push themselves out. But the little sharkies that are in there, if a predator comes, they go still. Hang on. They know when Who's danger's eating near. eating the yolk? The baby? The baby inside the egg. So the baby eats its own yolk? To sustain itself? Yeah. Is that what a yolk is? what a yolk is? is, yeah. Whoa. It's, that's why it's so full of stuff. Ah. 
Oh, it sounds really cozy in an egg. It does sound cozy in an egg. Yeah, How you're about just eating your way out. Being an egg inside a shark. Uh, yeah, that's the next way that they do it. Wait, what? So there's another way where they don't lay the eggs. The eggs stay inside so and grow inside them. Yeah, like uh, like people. This is eggs growing inside, and then the same thing. They have like yolks inside each egg. They were described as yolks as well, which I found like a shark yolk how weird Mm. Um, they grow in there they get big enough they then hatch inside the mum who then spits them out of her cloaca Mm. fully formed but that is that's like people no it's not that's how women give birth no because we're not eggs we're not eggs it's not like that oh she spits the egg let me finish sorry I don't she spits the egg out not a, no, not a fetus but there's a she spits out the fully formed baby shark that has grown inside eggs inside her not inside a womb with a placenta okay but it's no because the other way that sharks do it is in a placenta in a womb okay. like a human well it's very close whoa hang way. on so they actually <laughs> have three ways <laughs> of doing three, it there's three different ways so one way is just f- fresh and raw wait let me just go back to the eggs inside though because that causes problems because sometimes the baby sharks they can swim through they have more than one uterus and they can wow. swim through to all the different uteruses they eat other unfertilized oh, eggs wow. other fertilized eggs and sometimes smaller baby sharks that are in there as well which so- is so me how many how many do it's, they have in a brood it's between two and a hundred so no but this is because it's all different species okay so okay. i imagine the the sharks that is placental this one is which is where they obviously have the placenta i imagine those are probably the kind that only have a couple per mm. go mm-hmm. because it's so mammalian in the way that it's it's done which is so the, the little shark pups live off the placenta Aww, shark pups. yeah but listen to this there's an umbilical cord, so it's like so so similar, which means they have belly buttons. Oh Aww. my god! How cute is that? That is really cute. We'll have to find one. But Does... they go after a year, I think. Oh. oh, really? There's also been cases of female sharks giving birth without any males involved. Cool. But they've only seen that happening in captivity where there haven't been males present. So it's like they needs must mm. um, but also sometimes they can keep sperm inside them for, for like over three years for ages that will and still fertilise yeah imagine if we could do that well yeah and they do that and it means they can have pups with, with like different dads all at yeah. the same time and they can it's kind of it's very cool they're very very cool yeah it's amazing isn't it all the different species of one animal that can just be so different and well, we and think of them so simplistically as, as one thing yeah. yes like having that as just a general term but they also think that's why they've survived through evolution so much because they're such a diverse species like as a whole mm-hmm. that means that where others have maybe perished there's so many different kinds of shark that all do such different things that they've been able to just like persevere through adversity mm. Amazing. God love them. Yeah. Keep me young. (laughs) Those sharks keep me young. Um, So it takes about 15 years for them to reach adulthood. And on average, they live for about 20 to 30 years. Okay, so they they get a good innings. Yeah, but... No. Oh. Greenland sharks, they swim very slowly. They can live at least 272 years. Wow. But... It could be as much as 500. And wow. they're, they're guessing around an average of maybe 400. Yeah. But they are the longest 
living vertebrates in existence. Wow. I'm glad that we don't live for 500 years, though, I think. <sighs> no, it's a bit long. Yeah. But think about what those sharks have heard through the sea. Yeah, what they've seen. Yeah. And there's the one, there is the specific chap who is in the news a lot. And by chap, I mean, I mean shark. Oh, um, that's the one I think that they they found. That they found and like, I suppose... I've tagged him or her. They know how old specifically it is because they do this like carbon testing in their eyes. Because normally they check a shark's age by counting the amount of vertebrae in its back. But with these Greenland sharks, because they're so old, the lenses on their eyes, they get like thicker. They add protein to their eyes as they get older. I don't know why, but it means that they can test those proteins for stuff like carbon or like if there was like an atomic bomb explosion that has obviously been in that shark's lifetime they can see like that that happened in its lifetime because there's wow. re- residual stuff there so they, that's how they test them and i think of he this human guy like worked all of this out and now they're like shit i think we actually think they could be greenland sharks that are you know 400 500 years old so there are some 16 15th century sharks flying around like medieval sharks sharks do get eaten by other things people think of them as an apex predator which obviously means they don't get hunted but actually lots of them do get eaten well let me guess by us orcas yeah, of course it's fucking orcas. Those sh- guys fuck shit up. Um, and then crocodiles eat baby sharks, and baboons like to eat shark eggs. Baboons and snails can eat shark eggs as well. They bore a little like whelks will bore a hole in and suck out all of the nutrients in the baby shark. Oh, snails! Yeah, those naughty guys. I mean, I don't necessarily know if it's any snails on our shores. Nah. What I was going to talk about a little bit was the megalodon. Oh yeah. Because it's just, you know, big and fabulous. Although not as big as it is in the films. Has I, anyone seen that? I've actually never, I never watched. Like I'd love to watch. Could yeah. we do a podcast viewing of The Meg? I'd I've love that. I've seen The Meg fairly recently, but I'd okay. love to watch The Meg 2. Oh, I'd love to say, trench. The Meg 2. Meg, is the Meg it Trench. Me, the Meg 2. The tr- Trench. Trench. The Trench. I wonder colon. how big a Meg's cloaca is. Well, that's what, <laughs> that's what the trench is. <laughs> <laughs> so the Meg fossils um, date back about 20 million years. Woof. And um, went extinct about 3.6 million years ago. Which in the oh, grand scheme oh, so seems just quite recent. recent. yeah, Very recent compared to how long sharks have been around. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And sort of top length of about 18 metres, which is pretty big. Pretty fucking long. And teeth are 20 centimetres long. Is one 18 metres is... That's, it's as vast. Yeah. But if you think about tall men... You know, you're six foot five, looks pretty bloody tall. Yeah. So if you think about about 50 feet, about nine times that. That's horrible. Oh my God, it's big, isn't it? Oh, it's very big. Oh my God. Um, Jaw span, about 2.7 times 3.4 metres. Along or up? So 2.7 across and 3.4 up. No, or the other way around. Either way, that's the size of the sort of square. 3.4 metres up. It's basically big enough to swallow two adults side by side. Ah! Standing up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, okay, so let's put their, their bite force into context. So a human bite force is 1,317 newtons. A great white bite force is 18,216 newtons. And a megalodon's bite force is somewhere between, and this is quite a large somewhere between, but 108,000 to 182,000 <gasps> newtons. How do they know this? Because they, so basically sharks don't have bones. They don't have like a skeleton because it's cartilage. 
because oh. oh, they but, have to be able to. Yeah, it also keeps them neutrally buoyant. Mm. So they just sit in the water perfectly without floating up or sinking wow, down. But their teeth and their like jaws. Do they not have a are, spine? Are skelly. Okay. No, it's made of cartilage. Oh. So it's just it really is just teeth and jaws. So from that, I guess they can, as the only real remains, they can then work out these things. Mad to think that they really were just swimming around. Yeah. <laughs> Like they were there. It's not some like made up thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were there. Yeah. I find it weird that apparently guinea pigs used to be the size of horses. No. Can you imagine? Who said that? I read it. Because you know, all things used to be different sizes. Yeah. Like sharks. Yeah. I've never heard that one. I will say that one. We can check it. We can check. Someone someone write in and tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. I am a little scared of sharks for sure but yeah. i think humans are worse humans are way worse <laughs> and that has helped i just they're very cool and they're very old so we should respect them yeah yeah i i do just really like their expressions as well they yeah. look kind of gormless gormless and but in a merry way yeah they're <laughs> yeah. just so and just so diverse yeah they're, they're yeah. Cool. you've got your hammerheads you know they have 360 degree vision wow yeah that's very cool is that because cool. that's eyes so cool. It's because the eyes are right on the end, <laughs> of, the end of the hammer. Mm. She's got eyes in the back of her hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was going to do shower thoughts, which I but this what I'm actually doing is shame, shame, ding, because um, they really all tie in together. Do you know what I mean by shower thoughts? Oh yeah. When I say it, what do you think? Well, thoughts that you have in the shower, but they're particularly... <laughs> <laughs> well done. But they have a, a certain timbre to them, don't they? They're kind of a little pondering, maybe a little melancholy. Yeah. Mine are often things that happened, like I like re-remember something dumb that I said in the yeah. shower from years ago and be like, oh, no, there she is again. I think... Um... <laughs> Old friend. Old friend. I don't have that. That's good, Marie. It's, as in, my shower thoughts are more focused on scrubbing what's, myself. Scr- yeah. <laughs> scrubbing here, scrubbing there, scrubbing down there. <laughs> um, no, more just That's like our about outro. Well, the task at hand, yes. Like, should I shave? How's yeah. my lather in my hair? Do you but wash also, your legs? Do I wash my legs? Mm. Not really. No, me neither. What, like a scrub? This is a big debate, isn't it, about whether or not people wash their legs in the shower? I started doing it after I was first asked this question. And I quite enjoy it now. I feel like it would give me dry skin. I I can't think of the last time I washed my legs. <laughs> I am really concerned about how dirty my back is. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happened? Nothing happened. <laughs> Have you ever been to a hammam? No. No. Okay, so... I'm not sure I know what that is. It's the baths in uh, Morocco, but I think it might be also... It's like a sort of equivalent of a Turkish bath. Quite a steamy atmosphere <laughs> in a very literal way. Yeah. But, you know, you're getting hot... <laughs> what? You get scrubbed. You get scrubbed. Oh, nice. But there's a lot of steam, so your skin is very open. 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 <laughs> My God. Open. Open skin. Um, Prince Charles over there. <laughs> it made me realise when I had one that 
that level of cleanliness is very hard to achieve at yeah. home. Mm. Yeah. I sometimes realise that my neck is quite filthy. My neck is filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever just lie in the bath and scrape stuff off your skin? Mm. I used to, but I have no bath to do that Well, I, I don't either, but on the rare occasion that I get to go in someone else's bath, I... Ew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I have a bath, you're never getting in it. <laughs> please. Leave a ring of... <laughs> please. Back skin Not your, Yeah, your filthy back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily more filthy than yours. Hey, don't look at me I'll like that. I'll be the judge of that. Turn <laughs> around, ladies. Actually, I think I have like a Top quite off. high sebum production in general, so right, it would braggy. make sense that I have a dirty back. She's got a dirty back. Yeah. She's giving dirty back. She's giving dirty. Okay, yeah. anyway. Shower thoughts. That was quite, yours was quite Tom Jones. Yeah. <laughs> but shower thoughts. Yeah. Basically, shameful moments come back to me in the shower. Right. And I've spoken to people a lot and often people feel the same. And sometimes I'll know when I've said something, I'll be like, that's going to come back to me in the shower in about three years time. Would now be a good time to ask... Because you, you asked us to think about any shameful experiences or yes, moments. Yes, when you felt shame. And then I got into thinking, hang on, what is the difference between shame and guilt? And I know there is one, but I can't quite put my finger on it. They're very, very closely linked. But shame, shame is an uncomfortable feeling that you get when you have done something wrong or embarrassing. Basically, the difference between shame and guilt is that shame is much more inward facing. Yes. And to do with yourself whereas guilt is to do with something external ah, some, like oh something that affected external. someone else yeah exactly so here uh, uh, I've got a quote from a woman called Tanji in 2005 <laughs> a shame prone individual who is reprimanded for being late to work after a night of heavy drinking might be likely to think I'm such a loser I just can't get it together whereas a guilt prone individual would more likely think I feel badly for showing up late I inconvenience my co-workers got you right love it so yeah. one affects the others and one is about yourself. Yeah. And actually something that I read was that it was sort of speculated that the feeling of shame was meant to be like a evolutionary tactic to make us better in groups and make us more respectful of each other and stuff. And actually it's guilt that motivates that because it's all to do with like violating some kind of social norm or like custom. Right. Mm -hmm. Shame is basically useless, awful and Pointless. So Whereas guilt serves Abe's guilt societal serves, purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Shame is. It's just a waste of time. Fuck? I know. Yeah. That's and shit, it's it? it's like the earliest things that we form is feelings of shame. We like it's like most shameful, like the pathways that carry shameful feelings build when you're really really wee. People's first memories often are feeling embarrassed or feeling humiliated or like feeling ashamed. That's so sad. Mm. Which is crazy. But yes, I did ask you to think about if there were times when you can remember feeling ashamed or feeling shame. And I wonder if perhaps they're early memories. But they don't have to be. I had one that I thought of, but now I'm trying to think of actually maybe it's very much tangled up in lots of other emotions. Yeah, and that does happen. And also I might have already spoken about it on this. Which podcast? When I got caught swimming naked in the pool at school. No, you haven't told us that. I don't know about that. Oh, well, I got caught swimming naked in the pool at school and it was very, 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 very awkward because I was basically like, me and my friend were like daring each other to get in. It was after like, everyone had kind of gone home, like an after school club. And then we were left to our own devices and we were jumping in and out of the pool naked, kind of egging each other on. And then 
I was like, I'm going to do a whole length. And so I swam the length of the pool. And as I got to the end, I heard the door open. Oh, oh God. And there was a teacher, a male teacher, who came in. And I then had to swim the entire <gasps> length back. And I don't think he'd clocked that I was nutty. Naked. Until I started then getting out oh, of the pool. And then he like turned around, obviously didn't look because he wasn't a nonce. Yeah, so he was had his back to me. and well, I was just that he turned around. Yeah, it was respectful. But Imagine if he hadn't. Yeah, that would be fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. But I wouldn't surprise me that much. Yeah, because um, yeah, I must have been, I would think I was about 11 or 12. Okay, yeah. And then I got out of the pool and he was just had his back to me and was like, go and put your clothes on and like leave. <sighs> oh. Um, and I, I was, I had feelings of like fear because I was really scared I was going to get in loads of trouble and get like suspended or something. Because the main fear for me was that we weren't actually allowed to be in the pool unsupervised. Yeah. But then the feeling of shame was definitely associated with the fact that I was naked. Yeah. And it was incredibly embarrassing. Yeah. Embar- um, humiliation and yes, shame of so. I felt crazy. very humiliated. Yeah. Because I also hate being told off. I hated getting into trouble anyway. So I very rarely did, mm. but then the one sort of big time that I did, I also happened to be naked. So that's a lot of people's like worst nightmare, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, is grim. And then I just lived in fear for the next like month. And you know what? I never got in trouble for it. Really? Because... You were um, naked. And that's the moral of the story. <laughs> no, I think If you're going to be bad, be naked. I think the teacher who had been on duty whilst we'd actually had the after-school activity with, of swimming who had then left us with access to the pool unsupervised. Yeah. I think he got fired. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I didn't see any repercussions because I guess I was just a child who was doing what any child would probably do in that instance. I mean, it could have gone horribly wrong. Oh, yeah, true. That's, not to speak for you, that's an incredible shame story. I Mm. think that couldn't better illustrate shame. It's very good, yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) Gina, would you like to... Speak on it. It's really annoying because I think shame is just something that I feel constantly. I do think that, yeah, probably some school teachery stuff being told off was always a shame. Couple of goody two shoes in here. Oh god, I hated being told off. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no one. Likes likewise, being told it didn't off. happen very much. But no, I just I think I feel shame a lot of the time, and I can't place it. Mm. I actually googled. <laughs> I think I googled this week. Why do I think I'm a bad person, Gina? You're not a bad person. You're one of the most wonderful people I've ever had the pleasure to meet. That's lovely, but it's, I it's, go it's that like far. So it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this kind of fixed humming. Yeah, I have it. Me. I have it too. I have it too. And then I read this thing. It actually was quite helpful, and it was like these are what would, you know, maybe you feel like a bad person because you did X, and I was like, oh, I don't do any of that. But I think I'd probably do a lot of X. No, I don't think you do. I think <laughs> X is pretty bad. <laughs> XX. It was also a lot to do with whether you can acknowledge when you've done something bad and apologise. And if you don't do that, then maybe you are a bit of a bad person. I, but I, the very fact of contemplating whether you are a bad person, a bad person might indicate that you aren't. Yeah. But my point is, I don't know what the shame is. What's the thing you've most recently felt shamed by or ashamed of? Would you care to say? Mm. Something small like... It's really hard to pinpoint. Yeah. I think I often... I hope no colleagues are listening. I think I often feel shame about my lack of drive. One of the things I've got written down. Oh, really? Mm. What about for you? For myself, yeah. And also what people 
I wrote a thing of things there is shame around, and some are more generalised and some are for me. I mean, I I also feel shame on often a daily basis, but I feel quite a lot of shame about between the ages of 16 to 18. I don't think I was a particularly nice person. I feel shame about that. But on a more lighter note, <laughs> the two instances that I thought of were, I remember we had, in when I, I must have been like year three, maybe, so really small, and we had notebooks that had, you got smiley faces if you'd done good work there was like it was like a grid with smiley faces and if you got to the end of the grid you you must have got something but i can't even remember what the thing was a candy got. bar a candy bar or maybe you got like 10 extra minutes in the playground or something whoa something cool yeah and uh yeah it was definitely year three i can still see the little notebook and i remember i was really i think you got maybe half smileys as well or something and i was really close to the end of it and i was at home one night the night before the shameful incident happened and I and I either filled in the rest of the smiley face or gave myself a new smiley face to finish off the row. Then I handed in my notebook and we were standing in a line, queuing in a line in the playground to go back into the classroom and the the teacher came and pulled me out of the line in front of everyone and was like, that's cheating, that's really dishonest, like, blah, blah, and gave me a real dressing down and I felt so ashamed of myself because it was like... It was like dishonest. Mm, I remember yeah. feeling it so strongly. And there's something really yucky about that because if people have caught you being dishonest, you know that they're not going to trust you. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then the other one is actually quite naughty. When I was in, it must have been year seven or year eight, and I remember canoodling with a boy called George Cooper in class. That's pretty young. Yeah, it was. Oh, like young. you say, it was my most time. <laughs> and we were like canoodling under the table. Like nothing too crazy, but. Good God. I know, yeah. And it was in religious studies. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Jelly Deniston. Naughty girl. The teacher, the teacher, like, noticed. Do you bloody think they would notice in religious studies? Yeah, honestly, class? That, that age, it, it was. So wild. There was so much naughty stuff going on. When all you over say the place. canoodling under the table, were you both sitting under the table in the class or were you doing things? No, hands, hands under the table. I can't <laughs> believe this. But it, it, was, it wasn't what you're thinking. It was, it was, it was PG. <laughs> Thumb wars. What, like above cloth? <laughs> above cloth. Everything was above cloth. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, I think I was like, oh, he was just passing me a ruler or something. Yeah, and he then, was. Yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> His long, hard ruler. <laughs> And uh, we definitely got told off, but it wasn't, like, too bad from the school point of view. But I remember being... Oh, we both went, like, bright red. And I remember being so, like, ashamed and worried. I, I remember getting home and, like, checking the answer phone every day for ages to check that the school hadn't rung to be like, we caught your daughter canoodling with a boy. Oh, oh I've got my shame story. Sorry, I've just... Go on, but... <laughs> I was at my friend Natalie Powers' house when I was probably four or five years old and I really remember needing a poo. And <laughs> Of course. <laughs> we should have known. You should have known. And then, um, you know, that kind of restless feeling when you're a child and you need a poo but you can't quite express it or put your finger on it. And then, and also specifically every time I went to Natalie Powers' house, I would need a poo but didn't want to poo in her house. 
and then what's going on there yeah well you know what it's like you don't want to poo in places that you're not comfortable anyway we're lounging about in our pajamas you know pre-bed but still allowed to be downstairs and then i'm like oh i need the loo and she's like i'll come with you which in hindsight i realize there was a very specific reason she came with me which is that i had shit myself already and she obviously <laughs> curveball <laughs> oh my god and she obviously had picked up on this detail which somehow had completely passed me by and she insisted on coming into the loo with me and I pulled down my pajamas and <laughs> saw saw the the ungodly mess I'd made and then she stood there and goes oh you really did need the loo Oh, and then, Natalie. And then I think, like, the ho- I must have been really young because the whole thing was really confusing to me. And then I don't, so I may have, like, half tried to deal with it and then, like, not flushed the toilet or something. Because then when we were going to bed. <laughs> Natalie, did you still have the same PJ bots on? Yeah. What? She didn't that's give what, me some spare bots. But bots. that's what I mean by. I don't like this chick. No, me neither. That's what I mean by I was young and this is a confusing situation and maybe there is a reason I didn't want to poo in a house in the first place. She doesn't sound like she's creating a very nice environment for one to poo in. My mum was always very mistrusting of her, did not like that we were friends. I'll just say. There you go. Well, there you go. And um, maybe she's a listener of this podcast. Weirdly, I later had another best friend called Natalie Powers. What the (laughs) fuck? Was it the same girl? Completely different. Completely different. (laughs) Anyway, um, We go to bed and her mum, who was a lovely lady, I thought, came to the door of the bedroom that we were all in and goes, who did a poo downstairs uh, but didn't flush it? Which is such an odd way. Why did she not just take me aside and go, oi, darling, you've shat yourself. Let me give you some spare pyjamas anyway so I put my hand up and then she took me out and like gave me some other pyjamas and then this is the crazy bit that I was not aware of and my mum I think added this to the fire of reasons that she didn't like Natalie Power the next day when my mum came to get me the mum just handed her my shitty pyjamas what? she didn't put them in the wash she didn't put them in the wash that's crazy. That's nuts. It's a bit weird, isn't it? That's. But I think nuts. they should be feeling shame. And also, I'd hope that I, if I were the mother in that situation, I would, I'd have maybe, yeah, taken you aside and said, "You okay, Jeannie? You seem to have shot yourself. A bit of an accident. <laughs> There's a bit of a waft, yeah. coming from your rear end. I, I don't know you I, well, but you seem to have done a shit in your trousers. <laughs> That's the next T-shirt. <laughs> I suppose a big one. Was is but we touched on this in guilty pleasures is a debilitating shame around realizing I like the ladies. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Guy time. Yeah, yeah, that was a biggie. Big, 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 big. When did it happen? When I first kissed a girl. Oh, interesting. And I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't something that had. No, it was. Before. Oh, I, I had, I had. It was there, but it was easier to pretend it wasn't there before that actually happened. And then it, and then obviously the being faced with it. But even for then, for a good long time, I was still saying, no, no, <laughs> this isn't for me. Thank you. <laughs> we will have sex, but I'm not gay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've never, I haven't tackled that in the same way, I think, because it was something I never felt like confronted with all asunder. Yeah. Because I was sort of new and it just felt very much like, oh. 
Yeah. But I still think there's there's always rumblings of, I don't know if it's shame, but a feeling of like things not being enough in the context of what you see and what you're raised with around you all the time. Mm. Where it's kind of like, I don't know if this is the ideal situation that everyone around me would want for me kind of thing. Yeah, you totally. Know, as opposed to like me being like, I suck. That's the... Which I won't go into now because we're nearly out of time, but there are like four... <laughs> four... What what does it describe it? Is You're it, about to say that I'm in four denial. Four types of shame. No, but what, <laughs> and number four is disappointed expectation, mm. which is when you feel like you've either let yourself down or let people around you down. Yeah, that's, that, the, that's what I've got. Yeah, feels like what you were experiencing there. Yeah. Oh, and still do. And still do, good yeah. Lord. Oh, yeah. yeah. To circle back to right at the beginning of your section... Please. Because you were saying how guilt, guilt has a societal function, but shame seemingly has none. Yeah. But do we not think that there is a use there that perhaps we learn to not just act on impulse yeah all the oh, time interesting yeah i like that rather than like there there surely there is a use like as you grow up to learn that certain things will make you feel icky yeah there must be so. some some use for it yeah otherwise it's just so pooey. i mean i that, i read one <laughs> one article saying there's no use for it so <laughs> wow. let's we'll let the psychologists do their work but if anyone is interested in the four types of shame yeah. Yeah. Do go and look it up. Oh, because <laughs> you show your laptop now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode S of A is 4. Join us next week when we'll be toying with temptation, titillating taste, and tinkering with time travel. A is four, A is four, A is four, A is four, A is four.